0: Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free Monday edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And we're not just here on Mondays. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday as well. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash the Report and sign up. Welcome to the Ralph
1: Report with Ralph Garman.
0: Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to a brand new week and a brand new Ralph Report. I am your old podcast pal Ralph Garman. Sitting across the floor from me here at the Bat Cave is your vice host, Mister Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody! Happy to have you back after the weekend. I hope you had fun this weekend. I had fun this weekend until uh, yesterday morning, and then uh, didn't have so much fun watching <laughs> football.
1: It was, that was a tough one they gave up 17 points that was well that was not only
0: one. did they give up 17 points eddie yeah they gave up 17 points uh without nine minutes left to yeah. go in the game That's in brutal. the fourth quarter it was uh a meltdown you could only see it at, at a in a fire at a candle factory <laughs> it was the last time anyone saw a meltdown <laughs> like that it was spectacularly disappointing and frustrating and then on the other side of the uh, football coin here in the Batcave, uh, your Washington Redskins. Yeah,
1: they pulled out a big one.
0: Pulled out a big victory, and now yeah. they are in sole possession of the NFC Least. For a so. while.
1: For a while, yeah. It is a bad division. It is a bad division I, I, I jacked yeah. up my ankle, too, or my wrist uh yeah eddie your
0: vice your <laughs> vice host is playing hurt today yeah <laughs> he came in this morning with uh, his wrist all wrapped up you want to tell me what happened yesterday it was uh
1: it wasn't the last play of the game it wasn't the field goal it was the uh the kerrigan strip sack and then they returned it in the end zone for a touchdown yes and i jumped up like i was 12 sure it's exciting and screamed and then i my shin caught the coffee table, and I oh. went forward, and all my weight went onto my ankle and then my son and my wife were just staring at me like, "Are you insane? when you went down your wrist, yeah." Well, because I just jump up and then do a header over the coffee table because right. I caught the my shit. And they're just like, what? They don't even bother if I'm okay. They're just like, you're insane.
0: Well, what happened? Well, you're all wrapped up. What's going my on with ri- your wrist? All
1: my weight went onto my wrist because right. I so went over the coffee table. I got you. I understand the like, physics of it. Yeah. But did you sprain it? Did you break it? What's going on? I think it's sprained. It's not too swollen. Can you move it?
0: I can. I got full range of motion. It just kills. Well, we'll just shoot you up and send you back but in. It's totally worth you're it. You're not being on the sidelines <laughs> for totally that. totally worth it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that was what happened in football yesterday. One one of us is happy. The other one, not so it's, much. It's temporary. It's fleeting. It is, I think it will be back and forth probably between these two teams for the remainder of the season. And then whoever gets the division will go into the playoffs, and, get, and they'll be one yeah, and done. So, exactly. really, there's no so, point in getting too excited. It's yeah, hard for, for me, though, however, to believe that this is the same team that was the champion of the nfl it's that super bowl year. hangover i think and they talk about it all the time they talk about it all the time it doesn't really happen to patriots that much there are teams that don't seem to succumb to the super bowl it, hangover you know,
1: after their first super bowl in 2001 they didn't go back the next year they were seven and nine mm. so i anyway. mean who knows i don't know
0: anyway it's all a right. young team it is and i've got that out of my system now and i'm still <laughs> a chap-assed about it but i'm going to try <laughs> yeah. to shake it off uh, we're going to move forward with the show this morning, starting with your emails, you folks are the best. Uh, really, so much of the show now is becoming your emails, your voicemails, your participation. The Garmy's stepping up in a big, bad way to support. And to uh, contribute to this show is really remarkable, and it's we've seen it with this um, merchtober slash merch madness thing that we're doing. I'm glad to keep it in there, thanks. Well, look, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to completely close you down. And there's some there's some weirdos who seem to want to back your play, and they like That's that. Fine. So it's, it's it d- don't cost me nothing to throw merchtober in there. Uh, but the fans, the artwork and stuff that they're sending is kind of it's remarkable, amazing, right? Absolutely amazing. And we've got more of those to talk about. But first, I want to get to some of your emails. You sent them in over the weekend. As I always say, I don't get a chance to respond to everybody, but I do read each and every one of them. You send them to ralph at the ralphreport.com. You can also reach Eddie at eddie at the ralphreport.com. It's time to take a look at the Garmy Letters. Don't need no tickets for an aeroplane To find out what's on my listeners'
1: brains Time to say hello to the folks at home, the guard me wrote me some
0: letters. And yeah, they did indeed. This first one came from Cames? Yeah. This <laughs> <Just> Cames. <laughs> it's <laughs> Scrimps. been a week. It's been a weekend. Jumbalow Scrimps. 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 Uh this first one came from Ray Hoyt. Ray writes in with a uh, this is sort of an urban legend slash urban truth that I get asked about quite frequently, so I thought I'd dress it here this morning on the Ralph Report. We'll see uh, see where it lands. It's, Ray says, hey, Ralph, I was surfing the Internet today and saw something I've never heard of before, a Philly taco. But the origin is the reason it caught my attention. They say it originates at your go-to cheesesteak spot, Jim's. Is this really a thing or just some viral Internet spam? Thanks, Ralph. LMB from Ray Hoyt. I get asked about this periodically because it seems like every, I don't know, every year or so, For some reason, this story circulates again. It comes back up into the public eye via viral video or some link to some article about this legendary meal in Philadelphia called the Philly taco.
1: So this is the first year I've seen it. I've never seen it
0: before. Yeah, I've people have asked me about it off and on for the past five, six years. And it absolutely is a real thing that exists on a certain street in Philly called South Street, which is the home of my favorite cheesesteak spot, Jim Steaks on South Street, 4th and South. At 4th and South, there is an intersection right there, and on the one corner is Jim's Steaks, and on the other corner is Lorenzo and Sons, and they offer up, at least in the downtown area, the downtown Philly area, the largest pizza you can buy. It is a massive cheese pizza. They only make the jumbo in cheese, but it's about... I think the diameter of this pizza pie is probably three feet, three and a half feet, maybe four. I don't know. The slice of pizza is bigger than your head. I'll tell you that much. And so the Philly taco, and it's been talked about on the Food Channel and some other places. This is a real thing. And people say, well, nobody eats it. I've seen it. I've eaten it myself. This is a real thing. You get, you go to Jim Steaks, and you get yourself a cheesesteak. Mm-hmm. Then you cross the street, and you go to Lorenzo and Sons, and you get yourself a slice. And then you go to probably the hood of your car or someplace <laughs> equally disgusting, area. and you lay down the, <laughs> the slice, and you put the cheesesteak on top of it, and then you roll the cheesesteak in the slice of pizza. Is and it good? It is heavenly. Do you feel awful afterwards, though? Of
1: course. Yeah. Yes. I would you imagine. feel like you've you feel eaten awful. a side
0: of beef. <laughs> And and a pound of of bread. It is just—it's the most filling experience you've ever had. You you don't do it before you go to bed. Don't do it (laughs) late at night because you will not be able to sleep on it.
1: Maybe do it once in your life. It is
0: quite the experience. It is delicious. Don't get me wrong, but it is as you can imagine, an enormous amount of food to have it once. It looks
1: good. The video looks amazing. It
0: is. Freaking delicious, <laughs> I got to tell you. But it, it absolutely is a real thing. It is called the Philly Taco. And yes, we're very well aware that it's not a taco at all. It's more like a burrito. <laughs> a taquito. Almost
1: a taquito because you roll it.
0: Yeah, but but it's not hard. It's, there's no hard shell. It's not crunchy. No, shelves. but the it's way you crunchy. roll
1: it, because a burrito, you roll the ends in. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's more like pigs in a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> but this time, it's pigs eating a blanket. Cheese in a It's pizza. a cheese steak in a slice. and, and it's, it's crazy. It's just heaven. So if you're ever in Philadelphia, go to your, get yourself down to 4th and South Streets at the corner <laughs> and just take the walk from corner to corner and, and get yourself in Philadelphia. And, and take in 4,000 calories. And get yourself some antacids. <laughs> And you wash it all down with some yingling, and it's all heaven. All right, this next email comes from Christopher Reese. Chris writes, Ralph, love the show. Mentioned that you worked on Elena again today. Yeah, we were talking about Elena of Avalor, the uh, Disney show yeah, that I was on a last dolphin. week. I was. I was an evil dolphin. <laughs> he said, it made me curious about voice work. Most people know that the recording happens alone in a booth. I don't know if they know that or not, Christopher, but it's true. When you go to record a... uh, excuse me a uh, voiceover gig for video or a cartoon animation or even for a commercial anything like that you tend to go in and record your dialogue by yourself even if you're acting with other actors unlike a film or television show where you work with the other actors you go into the booth by yourself and you record your lines in isolation and then they edit your lines in with everyone else's lines and they make a, a conversation out of it so that's why it's really important to have a really good voice director on board because they have to keep all that in their heads and they know what the other people sound like or what they're going to sound like and how you should react. Make sure everything matches. Right. So he says, I know most people uh, know about recording happening alone in the booth, but I was wondering how far ahead of airing does the recording happen? Do you get the sense of the season or where you're at in it? There's a big difference between shows like Elaine and the Family Guy and timelines or style. I just thought it'd be interesting to hear about your experiences. I'd ask Eddie, but he'd be wrong, says Chris Rees. <laughs> See, that's funny. That's good. good um, it the timeline for Family Guy and for Elaine of Avalor is similar in it's almost a full year out from recording to production to airing. Yeah, it takes so long. So we record something, and then around nine, ten months later, it's finished, and then by the time they schedule it and get it on the air, it's almost a full year before you get it out. Let's go, right now, I'm recording stuff for Family Guy that will probably air around this time next, That's next year. That's crazy. So, uh, Speaking of which, later on today, Eddie's favorite <laughs> segment. I can't wait. Who'd Ralph play? Oh, well, you should sing it live. Because uh, last <laughs> night was a brand new episode of Family Guy, and we'll talk about who I played in Family Guy last night. Ron Huddleston wrote in this email, Hi, Ralph and Eddie. I've got something you'll want to hear about. Oh, man. I,
1: <laughs> it's I'm, presumptuous.
0: Well, he's right. Oh, But sorry. I'm so angry at this email because I read it ahead of time. Oh, that, no. it, that's why I'm seething already. I was driving with my wife, and I was telling her about the Looky Lou voicemail mm. you received on Thursday show. We talked about Sarah who called in saying... Um, Well, no, I guess that Sarah did it days prior. She said that she She admitted to it. She admitted and confessed to being a looky-loo. Then we talked to someone who had a looky-loo in front of them and caused another accident because they were looking at an accident. They got rear-ended. Yeah. He says, I was talking about that voicemail you received on Thursday's show. That's when my wife informed me that a co-worker of hers is the ultimate looky-loo. Apparently, her co-worker has a police scanner app on her phone. And will drive to a location just to look when they hear about an accident or something happening on the road. Yes. Screw that. Apparently, she once heard about a car that drove through a Walmart, and she and her husband loaded up the kids in the car and went to go see it. Why? Because they're fucking ghouls. That's That's insane. I admit that it seems safe to do so. And I will, I'm I'm sorry, I admit that if it seems safe to do so, I will look and pass by just from curiosity. But what the fuck, Uh, Garmy Strong and Babble the Fuck on Ron. Um, That's morbid. It is, that is the next level of morbidity. If that's a word, it is okay, and and you're actually right, and but I can under I can I, I can't I can't abide it or understand it. If you're passing by an accident that you don't have the self control and the, the wherewithal to recognize this is not my business, nothing I can do, and people behind me may need to be going somewhere, yeah. so I'm just going to go about my business and go forward. Yeah. But I can understand if you're actually driving past it, maybe you can't fight the compulsion to look over, but to use an app to actually hunt, hunt down. Oh. I mean, Accidents to go look at, and the, then get in your car and go drive to see them with your kids. Like, come on, let's go look. What level That's of insane of void do you oh. have in your life that you're filling up with that Man. nonsense? That's crazy. You have my permission to end that person's life. <laughs> no, that's probably not a good my thing to say. That might come back to haunt me in court. <laughs> I would put that I on I, 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 I reject that. I, I apologize. <laughs> that, was, that was a reflex thing. And a the anger, though. And a was reflex thing. Well-placed. Yes. Okay. Well-placed anger. All right, let's talk about uh, Merchtober slash Merch Madness. <laughs> you folks are still sending in your uh, spectacular designs. You know the game by now. We are collecting everyone's designs. We're putting them up for a vote. At the end of the month, we will uh, take the top four or five of them and put them up in a final round, and then the winner will have merchandise produced with their new design on it, and they'll also participate in the profits. They get a couple bucks out of the it's deal. It's gonna be so tough, tough, it's tough final be so round. Tough. I I wonder if the end at the end. No, spoiler alert. We might have to accept more than one. Some design. are just so good, or just know. bank some and yeah. maybe maybe roll Put them out later. At a later date because they're just so good. Eddie, you're gonna like this one. This <laughs> comes from J B Robertson. Uh, he says this t shirt I designed is in celebration of the vice host. It's called huh. Eddie Pence Nose, and he made a caricature of you, Eddie. Oh, that's awesome! And it says Eddie Pence Nose, and then in small print underneath <laughs> he goes, or does he? And it's uh, Eddie's face in a character much like my character is uh, on on the oh, show. Oh, so. I've always wanted that. So Thank there you. you go. We got That's that. Awesome. We got one for Eddie. And I appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, it looks just like it him. does. You got the scruff and everything, and He's his hair as, my uh, as apple Steve hair. Ashton also often says, looks like he combs his hair with a candy apple. <laughs> and speaking of Steve Ashton, I was so glad that someone stepped up and paid tribute to our UK correspondent. This next piece of Merchtober madness. Uh, art comes from Gemma Williams she goes as a Brit it only seems right to put the UK correspondent Steve Ashton into the running for the merch madness so here it is and she did a great piece of art it's an actual photo of Steve Ashton in front of the Union Jack the uh, UK flag wearing a crown and then wearing sunglasses that read in each eye (laughs) fuck and off for his legendary <laughs> Elton John impression. And it looks great. That's I mean, beautiful, man. I think, yeah, that's one of those ones, even if it doesn't win, I think we might have to offer some Steve Ashton oh, merch yeah. because Steve he deserves it, Man is a huge part of this show and asks for so little, I think we need to celebrate Mr. Ashton. <laughs> Just
1: wearing that costume to the live show. Oh, my God, it was Holy so way. funny. Hanging yeah. out in the alley for an hour dressed as Elton
0: John. And here's a little tease talking <laughs> about the live show. There may be another one in the offing that you all uh, want to stick around for to the Ralph Report and uh, to keep listening. We may be announcing another one soon. Exciting. So it's very exciting. Uh, okay. Besides all the emails you send to Ralph at the RalphReport.com, we also love your voicemails that you can send to the Ralph Report hotline. You know the number by now. It is Hi Ralph. <laughs> You can, best always, one yet. This best you can always one yet. dial that in Canada and the States and you can use Skype if you're overseas and be sneaky about it and still reach us. And, you know, we've been looking for a uh, a theme song for this segment mm-hmm. because we do it now almost every day. We take a listen to some of your voicemails. We've had some pretty good entries. We've got a brand new entry into the mix and we're going to see uh, how this one goes over. I got to say. You know, the one, the parody of Call Me by Blondie was pretty strong. We've been playing that for a little bit. Yeah. This one, I don't know if it's a parody or if it's an original. I don't know. But I got to tell you, it's pretty catchy. Here is the, uh, the newest possible jingle for this voicemail segment.
1: The telephone is ringing. The is on the line.
0: Ross going to play your calls now. And see what's on.
1: Good, I like right? It. I like it.
0: That's pretty, like grungy and gritty, it's hard, rockish. Yeah, I like that one. So, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> we're getting some great entries here. Uh, this first call comes from Luke. I'm feel bad. Uh, you know, we do a segment called Holiday or Holiday in the show where mm-hmm. we take a look at every day and we talk about all of the holidays that are associated with each of those days. And apparently, we fucked up big time. Oh, no. Hey, Ralph. This is Luke, four star general from Bumpuck, Alaska. Colin, just to say that I think you forgot on holiday or holiday, today is actually Alaska Day, so you forgot my steak. Anyways, LMB, later. Yeah, apparently we forgot Alaska Poor Day. Alaska.
1: So Alaska. Uh, it's got the last Blockbuster in it. I'm sorry, what happened? It has the last Blockbuster video. Still standing. The Still last op- Still operational operating Blockbuster, blockbuster video yeah. is in Alaska? Uh-huh.
0: Are you sure about that? Yeah, you sure there's no other Blockbuster's I'm working sure anywhere? I'm pretty sure that's the last one. That's the only I'm pretty one pretty working sure anywhere. The final, You're pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. So if I if I, I fact check you on I, this, then I that <laughs> will then we'll find out that Alaska has the last operational Blockbuster <laughs> there store. There could be a parenthesis involved. Now, I know. I want to know. I, are you backing this? I'm going to back it. You're going to back, back it. It's the All last right. Blockbuster. Time to check something out. Please hold.
1: We know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible.
0: And we're back. And this is going to come as a shock to many of you, I'm sure. But it turns out... Eddie! Is wrong. Yeah, the the last operational blockbuster (laughs) store is actually in Bend, Uh, Oregon. So close. Bend, Oregon, not Alaska. The
1: second, the last one was Alaska. Hmm.
0: I wonder right. if that's what you said. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to remember. It was it was almost so a, close. 3 minutes ago, but I'm Ugh. just trying to figure out if you said, you know, the second to last <laughs> operational blockbusters in Alaska. I don't know if you said that or not. God damn it. Yeah. So uh turns out Daddy, Daddy is wrong. You're kind of magical.
1: I uh, damn it. I, was, I thought I had that one. <laughs> I really thought I had that one.
0: This next call comes from Chad. He was calling about a song we played from a band called The Association. Uh, one of their members was celebrating a birthday, and we played a song called Windy. <laughs> I always said I thought for sure the song Windy growing up was Wendy because there's nobody named Windy. Mm -hmm. So why would they talk about everyone knows it's Windy? And I thought they must be saying Wendy. But it turns out they were saying Windy. That's the name of the song. A girl named Windy. Well, Chad knows one.
1: Hey, Ralph. Chad from Auburn, California. Uh, Just had to pause the show when you were talking about uh, the song Windy by the Association. My parents actually named my sister Wendy after that song, oh. and she grew to absolutely hate it. So there are a few <laughs> of them in the world. Love you. Nina, bye. Oh,
0: the song created Wendy's. <laughs> Can you imagine that poor girl going through life being called Wendy, uh, and everyone she meets goes, w- what? Wendy? Wendy? No, Wendy? No, Wendy. You mean like that fucking song from the 60s? I knew a Wendy. Yeah.
1: I knew a Wendy once. You knew a Wendy with an yes, eye. Yeah. I was in an improv troupe with <laughs> Oh my God. I think I would have to change it 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 if
0: my name was Wendy. It was weird. I was like, it it took a while. Everybody was like, Wendy? Wendy. Wendy? Of course, you do that every time you introduce yourself to someone. That poor girl. (laughs) And this goes back to, oh man, we keep talking about this. This is the new Johnny Appleseed this topic of conversation it's earthquake what to do in an earthquake <laughs> to stay inside to go outside and eddie said oh i'm running outside and i've told him time and time again Run you can't do that no don't do that it's a huge mistake <laughs> they they tell you by definition there's a there's a l- little slogan and everything it's cover No, what is it duck it's duck cover Hold on. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to find yourself some media cover, get under a table or a desk, and hold on and ride it out. And Eddie keeps insisting he's going to run outside (laughs) because he thinks that seems safer to him. And I keep telling him all the reasons it's not. So if that's not bad enough, now we got other people chiming in who's like, I just don't understand it. Hey, Ralph, this is Zach out in Denver. Uh, Just listening to your show today, and I'm wondering...
1: You know, we don't have a lot of natural disasters out here in Colorado, save for the occasional forest fire.
0: Why do you not want to go outside during an earthquake? I was surprised to hear uh, that that's the case. And uh, believe it or not, I agreed with Eddie on my first hunch. But uh, just wondering why that is.
1: feels (laughs) like it would make some sense. But uh, love you. Mean it.
0: Bye. All right. Listen. Listen, Zach. I'm going to get people killed. In Denver. (laughs) By the way, we don't have a lot of natural disasters here. Fuck you. Stop bragging. It's cold. You get blizzards, don't you? Cold as balls. Yeah. Uh, Look, let me tell you something about earthquakes, and this is from earthquake country, okay? Southern California, earthquake capital, the the state of California, earthquake capital of the United States. Here's why you don't run outside during an earthquake. First of all, you don't want to go anywhere. You don't want to move from where you are to any other place because most of the injuries in any given earthquake are not caused by the actual earthquake themselves. It's caused by people trying to go from one place to another. To try to walk or run anywhere while the ground underneath you is violently shaking yeah. is a recipe for disaster. <laughs> so if you are inside, you find you find a wall, you find a desk, you find a table, you get under it, you find cover, and you hold on. You put your hands over your head. You sacrifice your hands and arms for any glass or anything that may be falling down. You protect your head, and you just ride the thing out. And here's why you don't go outside. Because here, Zach, not like Denver, where I'm sure it's just all free range cattle and just sunshine and rainbows, we have buildings, we have light poles, we have street lights, we've got power lines, we've got things that can fall on you and fry your ass. So you don't want to be outside with those. <laughs> And, the, you know, the funny, the last big earthquake we had, the Northridge earthquake, yeah. the majority of injuries people complained about were, it was early in the morning, so they were getting up and they ran out of their rooms or ran out of their homes trying to get outside, and they stepped on broken glass and immediately incapacitated themselves by having gla- shards of glass and other broken things embedded in their feet. Mm. So, first of all, keep a pair of shoes next to the bed yeah, at all times. Slippers. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So don't go outside. It's just <laughs> listen, trust me. On I'm not making shit up. I'm not trying to fool anybody. I'm telling you what to do in the case of an earthquake.
1: I was in an earthquake in Vegas, and we were playing. I was at the roulette table, wow, and it Vegas. was yeah. It was it was a Joshua Tree earthquake. It was probably like '99 or 2000 like that. And we were in Binions, and the whole place started rocking like a boat, like a real bad boat. Uh, and the the guy uh, the the guy who spins the roulette, the croupier or whatever the croupier, they call yeah. croupier yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he went to make a dash for it, and the pit oh. balls runs over. He's like, you're not leaving. Oh, that's funny. Because there's so just tons funny. of chips everywhere, and the lights are shaking. and oh, people are sure, just like, sure. Yeah. People are looking at these chips like, I'm going to die, but I'm going to die rich. Oh, that's funny. But they made that poor guy stay there.
0: Well. He yeah. wanted to bolt, man. He should have ducked, covered, and held on. Is what he should have done. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so just don't listen to Eddie, okay? Yeah, it's probably best. Just do what I I'll say. run, I'm but not, you guys stay where you I'm are. Not, I'm not fucking with you. I promise. I give you the best advice here. At least I try to. <laughs> All right, thanks everybody for calling in and leaving us those voicemails. Every day we also love to take a look at the big calendar and see what holidays are associated with today. Today is Monday, October the 22nd, and here are the holidays or the holidays. Holiday or holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. Yes, today is International Stuttering Awareness Day. You know, unfortunately, stuttering is one of the last afflictions that people can actually still make fun of and joke and mock. And I must imagine if you are a stutterer, the enormous amount, first of all, of frustration that must come from not being able to communicate easily and clearly like everyone else does. Yeah, it's going to be brutal. And then to have jokes and stuff and everything made on top of it. Look, I'm a guy who likes to bust people's balls, but I just think that's uh, that's unacceptable. It's low-hanging fruit. It certainly is. And uh, it is International Stuttering Awareness Day. It's been around and been documented in history for as long as we've had history. In fact, one of the most famous stutterers was a prominent ancient Greek statesman named Demosthenes, and he was the guy who tried to overcome his stuttering, because he had a lot of ideas and a lot of things he wanted to talk about. And so what he did to get it under control was he was the one who put pebbles in his mouth and learned how to talk with a mouthful of pebbles in order to retrain the muscles in his mouth in order to make himself speak clearly. And that's how he conquered it. That's crazy. Yeah. But over the years, there's been so many different kinds of uh, solutions of people who tried to overcome this. I mean, in the ancient and medieval times, there were herbal remedies and then they started saying if you drink the water from a snail shell that'll cure you and then there were surgeries they would cut your tongue in half oh. It was the tongue that was uh, malfunctioning and it just we live in a better time of modern medicine oh. i gotta tell you wow but there's a lot of famous people who were stutterers that overcame it uh British Prime Minister Winston Churchill was a stutterer. Marilyn Monroe conquered her stuttering. James Earl Jones, really one of the most famous voices in show business <laughs> history, between being oh. uh, Darth Vader, of course, the voice of CNN and Lion King, he he was a stutterer for a long time until he conquered it. So, man, if you know a stutterer, uh, there is help now. You can you can learn how to re. Train your mouth, uh, your lips, your jaw, your tongue. There are exercises and there's there's therapies now that you can do that can conquer it. So there's no need to suffer with that. It's also National Color Day, which I think this is this is bullshit. This is <laughs> a Color Day. Is, this is holiday If they say, think, uh, th- try to imagine a world without color. Well, Go <sighs> so fuck yourself. That's not a thing. Why are we worrying why, about that's that? Not a th- yeah.
1: maybe if you're uh, color blindness awareness. It's not day, even. I mean, but... color
0: blindness. You can still see most colors. Yeah. You just
1: fuck up a couple of but. them.
0: Just imagine a world that's black and white. No. Without color, we would be nearly blind, it says here. No, we wouldn't. we just see things in black and white. Why are you wasting our time with National Color Day? I mean, color. fine. It's like it's like oxygen day. Imagine not breathing. Well, just go fuck yourself. That would last two minutes and we'd be dead. All right. It's also smart is cool day. I think we need this. In a world now where people who read books... And have um, educated educations op- educated and degrees and fact are, are looked down upon as the elites and the people. Oh, you know, those people are just full of themselves and they're they're trying to fool us and everything with their science and their facts. No, we need to celebrate no. smart people It used to be being smart was something people aspired to. Yeah. And now, if you are a college-educated person or person with a lot of degrees, you're looked down upon as some sort of elitist, and you don't you don't know what the real American or the real people need. No, the real people need to educate themselves, right? <laughs> Be more like that guy. It oh, makes no sense. So smart is cool day. I'm behind that. Uh, speaking of uh, assholes, it's caps lock day. <laughs> this is a day. It's the first anti-holiday we've seen in a long time. Oh, good. This is a holiday dedicated. To smack down those idiots who put their cap locks on, and every time they type a message, it's all in caps, caps. like they're yelling. They're, they're yelling at you in a, in an email or a text. Mm. This is a day that was created in the year 2000 by Derek Arnold in Iowa, and he said, "Too many goddamn people are using their cap locks. Stop yelling at me." It's way overused via text and emails. So, no. be aware of uh, what. That's you're what doing exclamation there. points for. And it's National Nut Day, Eddie. <laughs> Any nut? It is not just, just any, nut. any nut at all. I know you've got a list. I, I know have, you've got a priority I list of nuts that you nuts. are acceptable that aren't acceptable to you. But today's the day we just we put that aside and we celebrate embrace, all nuts. Embrace all nuts. Not only because of the healthy and nutritious snack that nuts are, but also think about the uh, the oils that are used in, in cookery and cosmetics. Think of all the different uses we have for Cookery? Nuts. That's a word? Cookery. Sure. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that was a word. Yeah. Okay. Um, in terms of... Uh, you know butters like peanut butters, almond butters, and and peanut oil, just the different the different things we use nuts for just throughout our our everyday. I'm not so. big on the whole milk craze though, the whole nut
1: milk craze. I'm not big on that.
0: <sighs> Have you ever had almond milk? Yeah, I don't it's really. delicious. I don't really like it.
1: I think we've gotten too far. where We're just starting to squeeze nuts to get milk out of them. Well, why don't you squeeze so my nuts and get some much. milk out of them? It's too much.
0: Why is it too much? <laughs> I because don't, it's, it's better for you than dairy. Uh, no, I know, but it's just not. I'm
1: not into. It, it seems like it's just a bridge Cashew too far. It's a bridge really too delicious. far for me. It's not a bridge it's too a bridge far. Too it's too a far delicious drink, no. and, it's, no. and
0: it's completely usable. And if you're a vegan or somebody who doesn't want to in- ingest animal fat, it's a perfectly acceptable no, substitute. I,
1: I, that's fine. I'm not saying ban it. I'm just think it's, it's just too much. I think we've just gone too <laughs> far. sounds like you are. Well, we're mil- something
0: you're saying we shouldn't have We're it.
1: milking nuts, just seems a bit
0: much. We're not milking nuts. We're just pressing <laughs> yeah, them I to just, get <laughs> the juice out of them. It seems like it takes a lot of nuts to get a In the words of Lewis Black, nobody wants to drink anything called nut juice. Exactly. So that's why they have to call it milk, exactly. so that we we all we call it something we're used to want, drinking. You don't want to call it nut milk either. Ew. Well, that's what they do call it's it. It's gross. Call it I not yeah. It's not gross, I, Eddie. It's fine. Have you, know. Drink it.
1: I've had almond milk. I don't like it. Well, why? Why just, you like almonds? Almonds, yeah, almonds. Are you okay. like milk? I do, but that's well, not the same. It, well, it's practically <laughs> it's not, the same. It's not the
0: same. I'm just, it's a creamy fluid that comes just, out of nuts. I would think mean, you would like. Just got too far. Anyway. It's gone too far. Happy Nut Day, everybody. So get out there and squeeze your nuts and get some milk (laughs) out of them, won't (laughs) you? All right, now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news in a segment I call The Showbiz Beat. Every Monday, we like to take a look at the top ten movies at the box office to see what people went to see in theaters over the weekend. No surprise yeah. here. Number one in a big way was Halloween. Number one at the box office, $77.5 wow. million. Dollars. I've heard such amazing things about it, too. I've heard it's great. Yeah. I cannot wait to see it. Uh, Star is Born came in at number two with another $19.3 million. Then Venom from Sony still hanging in the top three with $18 million.
1: What like a, turd, <laughs> like a turd in the
0: wind? It's just hanging. Like a turd in the wind, just blowing down the street. Uh, Goosebumps two haunted Halloween was number four. It only makes sense. First Man, the uh, disappointing yeah, film, big time. A lot of people were th- expecting big things for that. It'll probably still be mentioned come Oscar time. I'm get guessing some noms. Uh, Eight point five million dollars kept it in at number five. The Hate You Give was number six. Small Foot. The animated film from seven, from uh, Warner Brothers is seventh at the box office with $6.6 million. Night school at number eight. Bad times at the El Royale. Shit, I better run to the theater and see that before it disappears. <laughs> it's it's uh, on life support, I think, at this point. And the old man and the gun. Another one I've been trying to get to see is at number 10. So, shit, I may be uh, Netflix-bound before I get to the theater. We'll wait and see. Uh, this story made me sad, but also in the same, uh, same breath, it kind of made me... Um, Uh, Proud of Selma Blair in her uh, bravery. She came forward over the weekend and announced that she has been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And uh, apparently, uh, this is what I feel bad about. I mean, it's bad enough that she has this disease and she is uh, struggling with it and she's being treated and she's doing the best she can, I'm sure. But she was having problems and symptoms she says for the past 15 years and just no one diagnosed her That's properly. how it works.
1: That's how it works. Because no one, first of all, no one knows much about MS, even the doctors. It's very undiscovered at this point. And you'll just wake up one day with like a numb arm and go, I just slept on my arm weird. Or, yeah. That's weird. My leg's not working. But you don't know why. You don't know to go get the certain tests. You have to get a spinal tap and all these other things. It's just, it's a, such a hard disease to diagnose and people live with it for 20 years before they realize they have it. And by then, by the time you get on it, the medicines, it's, well advanced. it's so advanced, yeah. it's you know, it's
0: just, it's just a shame. For those who aren't aware, Eddie has a, a long yeah. history himself with uh, MS because his wife is uh, dealing with She's it. She's been diagnosed almost 20 years now. And uh, uh, Selma, uh, Selma Blair says she was at her doctor's, and they were trying to sort out what she thought, just like you said, was a pinched nerve. Yeah, you just you don't know what it is. And she literally yeah. fell down in front of her doctor, and he said, this is not a pinched nerve. Something else is going on here. And that's when she was diagnosed. But she said, I probably had this disease for the last 15 years at least. I am relieved to at least know, she said. But she's currently under treatment. And she said, it's a struggle. She goes, I am disabled. I fall sometimes. I drop things. My memory is foggy. And my left side is asking for directions from a broken GPS. But we are doing it. And so she wants everyone to know that she has MS. And she's okay. And she's going to fight the fight. It
1: usually develops in your 20s. And you don't realize it until you're in your late 30s or 40s. And that's the way it usually happens for most people. Because it seems like, oh, I'm just
0: clumsy. You're I'm clumsy,
1: some... pinched nerve. I mean, you just there's a thousand different things you could say. You chalk it up to
0: before you know. Anyway, uh, if you can, if you got a couple bucks to spare, donate it to the uh, MS Society because they're doing great work. And as Eddie has alf- often said on this show, it's a whole series of diseases that are sort of interlinked.
1: Yeah, all those uh, autoimmune diseases, Parkinson's
0: and MS, they cure one, they're really going to knock them all out. So... so. Do what you can to uh, help them along. In other news, T.I., the rapper, has made a video that's getting a lot of attention, mostly negative online. I don't know if you've seen this video or not. Yes, it's to promote his new album. It's a swipe <laughs> at uh, President Donald Trump, especially after the Kanye visit where they all hung out together. T.I. released a video that... Uh, has stated as much I am not Kanye he says and the video is Kanye uh, not Kanye uh, T.I. looking out the window of the Oval Office watching Donald Trump go away on a uh, helicopter and a news reporter is announcing that his wife isn't going with him and then he's in the Oval Office and a Melania lookalike comes out in that coat that she wore that said I don't care do you on the back and she takes it off and she's (laughs) naked and she puts on a show for T.I. Yeah. Listen I'm no fan of the president I think this is it's a video that's uncalled for and is out of line. I agree, but he
1: set the temperature for this stuff to ha- I mean it's
0: Look, he, he is. He's, I think he's a crass man who takes a lot of shots at people and makes fun of people and gives them nicknames and stuff. And he has created a climate yeah. where people now mock each other any which way they, they feel can. it's okay to do this. And yes. it, as
1: bad as it is, he he is reaping the stuff he sowed. I yes. mean, it's just, it sucks that it's come to this.
0: Look, I agree. Um, however, what I thought was really uh, sad and problematic. Is that the actress who plays Melania Trump in that video? An actress named Melanie Martin. Now she's getting death threats of because of her participation in the video. Why is the death threat the go-to threat on the I'm internet kill you. from trolls now? Sorry. Why just because they know they can terrorize someone from a distance without really meaning to do it, but also just just make their lives miserable? cowards. This girl's just someone who took a job. There was yeah. probably a casting call for Melania Trump lookalikes, must must be willing to get <laughs> naked, and she showed up to make a couple bucks, and now because of her participation, she has to be yeah. threatened with death? Oh, I mean, T.I. was the guy who came up with it. There's other people she didn't responsible she for didn't this video. Yeah. She didn't write it. She didn't I feel bad for this girl. She's anyway, job. here she is speaking to a TMZ, talking about the threats that she's been dealing with. Yeah, I have had some death threats. Um, I have spoke about it, actually. And there's more today, it's it's lovely. It's actually unbelievable that people take this so seriously. You know, um, I'm an independent woman, I try to make a living and feed myself. You know, I, I look after myself. And it's surprising that people have this much time to focus on somebody who took an acting job versus you know, where's the cure for cancer? Yeah, that's that's unnecessary. We don't need we don't need her to go through that.
1: No, I don't. She just took a job. It just sucks that this is the climate of our of politics
0: now, and it's just getting worse. It's just getting and, worse. And no way this genie goes back in the bottle. No. Regardless of who wins in 2020, it's not like everybody's gonna be like, okay, now we're gonna be very respectful of each no. other and we're gonna stop threatening other people. It's death. it's done. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rogable. I can't say the word.
1: <laughs> Irrevocably? I can't What was that? <laughs> that? Irrevocably?
0: Irrevocably? Irrevocably? Okay. Now, I don't know how to say it. Anymore. See, I don't know. God Listen. damn it. Here's the thing. If someone threatens somebody with death on the internet, we should kill them. Right? No, I agree. Oh, no, wait a minute. No, that's, <laughs> I'm probably I making I agree on worse. that one. I'll I agree on that worse. one. <laughs> Meanwhile, Pete Davidson is finally speaking out about his breakup with Ariana Grande. I have to give him some credit. He finally showed up at a uh, a gig. He had a comedy gig. He promised director and writer Judd Apatow that he would show up at a fundraising event, and he did, and he got up on stage, and he was fairly frank about the breakup of his relationship with Ariana Grande. And I like the fact that he pretty much admitted that I was right. I think that's why I like it so much. Here's what he had to say. He said, so obviously, you know, I, we broke up or whatever. But when me and her, it's oh, great grammar. When me and her first got engaged, we got tattoos. And it was like in a magazine, like, was Pete Davidson stupid? And 93% of the people said yes. So my boy was like, don't listen to that shit, man. They're literally fucking haters. And I'm like, yeah, fuck that. I'm not stupid. And then the other day, we were in my kitchen, and he was like, yo, bro, turns out you were stupid. So. <laughs> At least his buddy's keeping him real. At least they recognize the fact that he was an idiot to get engaged after dating someone for seven weeks and, and getting tattooed all over his body. He even talked about the tattoos. He said, I've been covering a bunch of tattoos, so that's fun. I'm fucking 0 and 2 in the tattoo department. Yeah, I'm afraid to get my mom tattooed on me. That's how bad it is, he said. Well, listen, don't get... The names of girls that you're just dating tattooed on. Girls you. you've known a month. Maybe don't tattoo them on your skin. Maybe hold off. All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. If you are born on this day, October 22nd, you share your birthday with these famous folks. Actor Christopher Lloyd is 80 years old today. Doc. Marty, I've gone forward in time, and I get to be 80. So he knows that much. thats not aged. <laughs> he really hasn't. Years. That's the beauty of looking old young. Oh, my God. Is that you just hold on to it forever. Uh, actor Derek Jacoby, legendary British actor, very talented. He is also 80 years old. Just saw him uh, on the plane coming back from Calgary. I watched Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raider I haven't movie. seen that. It's I good. hadn't seen it either. And uh, I was pretty much out of movies that I had watched in the air that were available. So I watched <laughs> that. It was pretty good. And he was in it. Uh, Tony Roberts, very talented actor, 79 years old today. Actress Catherine Deneuve, legendary French actress, is 75. Jeff Goldblum is 66 years old. I watched uh, Fallen Kingdom. Going oh, to how Calgary. Was that? I didn't see it. It was not great. <laughs> didn't it was look great. Really not great. It was a huge misstep, I think, for the franchise. What else? But Jeff Goldblum shows up in his role. The only that. good one was the first one. It's so true. It's like, it's a the a perfect movie. for sure. Uh, keyboardist Greg Hawks of the band The Cars is 66 years old today. The Cars, one of the legendary bands of the 70s and 80s. Just really great
1: stuff. I guess you just what I need. Just what I need. I-
0: Good stuff. Actor Luis Guzman from Code Black and other projects, 62 years old today. Here's a guy who won't age. The other guy <laughs> looked old his whole life. Luis Guzman looks uh, 30 well, still. If you can hold on to one or the other for a long time, that's you're good. true. Uh, actor Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul. He is 56 years old. Comedian Carlos Mencia is 51. I used to talk shit about Carlos Mencia. Oh you did. Because he's legendarily a, uh, Most a joke thief. talk shit about him Yeah, at some point. Uh, although I'm not a stand-up. I don't consider myself part of that uh, brotherhood. But uh, I don't like people who steal stuff. Yeah. And I used to talk shit about him. And then Brad Williams once told me, uh, and we even may have mentioned it in my interview with him on this show, that Carlos Mencia... Plucked him out of obscurity, pretty much, and gave him a chance he to did. open for him, he and travel did. with him, and took care of him, and paid for his meals and clothes on the road, and was really, really kind to him.
1: Yeah, I've heard other stories, other ways, but that one, I know yeah. he did. So, he did right by Brad. I know that.
0: And Carl and uh, Brad said, you know, not everybody's all good or all bad. Yeah. So he was good to Brad. So I guess yeah. I can't hate him too much. <laughs> but anyway, Carlos Mencia is fifty years old today. Uh, rapper Shaggy celebrates his fiftieth birthday today. You remember Shaggy's I big do. hit? Now he's working with uh, Sting. You're that album that oh, together. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, director Spike Jones is 49 years old. Jesse Tyler Ferguson of Modern Family turns 43. Jonathan Lipnicki. Does that name sound familiar? That does to sound. You who is that? that? He was the little kid from Jerry Maguire. Remember,
1: okay, the human head yeah. weighs yeah. eight pounds yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
0: And he was also in Stuart Little. He's now 28 years old. Oh my God. Right. What's he do now? I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> know He's it doesn't. twenty-eight. Oh. It means I'm a hundred. I'm a hundred. I'm ninety-eight. You're ninety-eight. And uh, drummer Zach Hansen of the band Hansen is thirty-three years old today. Well, they, we could almost play this on one hit wonder Wednesday. <laughs> say whatever you want (laughs) it's a a goddamn catchy song
1: it's a song everyone was like would be ashamed to admit they love no way you can (laughs)
0: deny that's a goddamn catchy song (laughs) those are your celebrity birthdays i'm ralph garman that's the showbiz beat last night was sunday night that means a brand new episode of family guy on fox and as you may or may not know i've been a member of the cast of family guy for uh, some time now and a lot of folks reach out and say Who did you play on Family Guy last night? Because I listen to the show, and I can't always tell who you are. So we thought as a public service, we would do this segment on Mondays where we talk about who'd Ralph play? (laughs) (laughs) Who'd Ralph play? (laughs) Who'd Ralph play? That's right. The song is a public service. Who did I play on Family Guy last night? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, Last night's episode, spoilers if you haven't seen it, Uh, features Stewie creating a shrink ray that shrinks Stewie and Brian down to the size, first of all, size of about a, uh, I don't know, like a mouse or a roach. (laughs) And there's a giant rat that comes out of the wall that tries to terrorize them. And uh, the family recognizes they have a rat problem, and so they have to reach out to an exterminator who knocks on the door, and Peter's a little confused when the exterminator shows up to the house. Hi, I'm the exterminator. An exterminator? So you used to be a Terminator? No, I kill rats and bugs. And Sarah Connor? No, Peter, we have a rat. My stuff's in my truck. I'll be back. (gasps) Yeah, because I say I'll be back, he immediately thinks I really am a Terminator. Uh, It it turns out the Exterminator has a little bit of a crush on Peter. And I go through, I won't play it all for you, but I go through a very extensive sort of fantasy sequence where I think how it's going to work between Peter and I. And then uh, he snaps me out of my reverie there at the doorway by asking me this question, and I realize that Peter will never be mine. Sir? Sir, I asked you what you found out about the house. What? Oh, you're gonna have to tent the house. Alright, thanks for your work. You're very professional. Yeah, that's me. Professional. Always professional. And alone. <laughs> and alone. <laughs> <laughs> poor gay exterminator and so at the very end of the show I've uh, I've put all the gas bombs inside the house we've tented it, we're going to release poisonous gas into the house and turns out Brian and Stewie are still inside, as are the other two kids by the way, you don't see the whole episode until the house is being gassed and there's one plunger, one button you have to hit in order to blow everything up and uh, well, that's when the crush on Peter comes out again Okay, all the gas bombs are set up. Time to blow all those vermin to kingdom come. Can I press the button? Hmm, perhaps that's a question best pondered over dinner. Uh, you, you can just press it, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't <laughs> have anything to do with me. Ah, poor gay exterminator. Oh, man. I felt so bad for
1: Put him. Put his heart out there.
0: Anyway, that's who Ralph played last night. I was, in fact, the gay exterminator from last night's episode. Good Ralph play. Ralph now you know who who Ralph played. <laughs> uh, and one more thing before we go, I'll tell you something. I have opened up a can of worms here that I did not expect to really? blow up it like I have. Can you imagine what we talked about recently that people have just been pouring emails in here to the Ralph I don't, No, no, I'm
1: usually the can of worm opener. You are, that's true. <laughs> usually it's something usually you've I mean. done, but
0: this time it's nothing that really? you've done. Yes. I, I, This is about dreams. Oh, yeah. People talking about what their dreams mean. I've been trying to remember mine just so I can ask you about it next time. I've announced that I'm sort of an amateur dream interpreter because my own experience with dreams, and I've done a ton of research about symbolism in dreams and what it usually means. So I have a pretty passing knowledge of the, the, the various recurring symbols in dreams and how you can interpret them into your waking life. And because I mentioned that, a lot of people have been sending in their dreams. So once again, it's time to take a look at dreams. Dream, 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 dream. All right, this one comes from Daniela. She says, I was listening to the podcast the other day and was excited to hear you doing dream interpretation. And I was hoping to see if you could possibly interpret my dream. For a few months now, I've been having dreams where I seem to lose my voice. This is a very common, by the way, dream to have. In my dreams, I tend to be in some type of dangerous situation, and I want to scream out for my husband, and I try to scream his name, but when I open my mouth, no sounds come out. I try and try to scream, but I can't. Can you tell me if this has some type of meaning? Thanks for putting on such a great show. Keep up the good work. lmb Daniela from Southgate, California. Absolutely, Danielle. As I mentioned, this is a very common dream. You're in the middle of the dream, something terrifying is happening, something dramatic is happening, something dangerous is happening, and you go to open your mouth up and scream, either in anger or fear, and you are mute. No sound comes out. Which, as you can imagine, in the middle of the dream is a horrible, horrible terrifying. What does that mean in your waking life? What does it symbolize? And again, these are generalities. It may or may not apply to you in your particular situation. But as I've said, this is a universal language. These people, different cultures, different languages seem to have the same recurring symbolic moments in dreams. And that's why they think that this is a fairly reasonable way to interpret what's happening in your life by what's happening in your dreams. When you can't scream on your dream, what it usually, your subconscious is usually telling you, is that in some way you are suppressing your feelings either due to some sort of social pressure or some sort of pressure that you're putting on yourself. But you are feeling things in a very strong, impactful way and you feel somehow that you're not safe or able to express them.
1: Basically silencing
0: yourself. You're silencing yourself, right. So what's happening in your dreams when you are unable to talk, it's your subconscious telling you that you are not expressing something that is very powerful and very impactful going on inside yourself that you are not getting it out, and you need to find some way to express that. You're trying to get these things off your chest, and if you can, you'll no longer be bothered by this dream. You are, you're having some sort of powerful emotions that you think is best not to express, either because you think you might hurt the person's feelings that you're feeling them towards, or you feel that maybe it's socially unacceptable for you to say the things that you have to say. Now, if you're feeling this sense of frustration or helplessness in a certain situation, the best thing that you can do in your waking life is find some way to express these things. Now, that doesn't mean you necessarily, if you're angry at your husband perhaps, if you, if you get, get in touch with those feelings and you realize you're angry at work or you're angry with your husband or you're angry with your parents and you have some powerful emotions, either rage or fear or insecurity or anger, whatever some powerful emotion is that you're not expressing, you don't necessarily have to say it to someone. You don't need to verbalize it the way you would in your dream, trying to shouting it out. You can write it in a journal. You can uh, record it, either video or audio, and never play it for anyone. What you need to do is find some way to let your subconscious feel that you are expressing yourself, and then you will find that these dreams will subside and you won't have to deal with those anymore. So that's what the the general consensus is. When you find yourself mute in a dream, if you can't shout out in fear or anger or excitement, it's because you are silencing yourself due to some pressure that you're putting on yourself. Find out what it is that you're holding back and then find some way to release it, and these dreams should resolve themselves. Wow. So there you go. Interesting. That's today's dream analysis. Dream, 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 dream. Dream, dream, dream. dream. All right. That's it for today. Tomorrow, really good show. We're going to have Dr. Drew on the show. How about that? He's going to be my special guest for the rest of the week. Uh, We'll be talking to him about how he got started and his history, of course, with the Loveline radio program. We worked together on the same radio station for many years. He is one of the best people I know, and it's going to be really interesting to have a conversation with him. Also, of course, we'll have all the entertainment news and all the same shenanigans. Plus, Steve Ashton will be stopping by with a special update from the UK. It's going to be a great show tomorrow. Please come on back because it's not the same without you. I love you. I mean it. Bye. (laughs)